When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. All right, guys, welcome back to Pick Up Podcast. I'm AJ, and I'm sitting here with Johnny and Justin from The Art of Charm. And hey! What's up, guys? Today we're going to talk about dating, going for the date, how to ask for it, and what it actually means, because I know it's a concept that sort of eludes a lot of the pickup community. So we wanted to give you our fresh take on what dating is here at The Art of Charm and how to get yourself a girlfriend. So first up, Johnny, I got to ask you, what is courting? I know a lot of guys are confused by what that actually means or what that entails. So can you clarify for us? Well, I mean, what we're going to be discussing is two people getting to know each other and, and trying to see if there's chemistry going on and filling each other out. I mean, that's the whole idea of that. Uh, we're going to meet for drinks, we're going to meet for a date, we're going to hang out together and, and see what happens. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's, it, it's always a, a mixed bag. So we're, we're going to try to cut to the chase and, and give you guys some, some straight points for it and all. When it comes to courting, it's, there's an et, or courting, it's an ebb and flow, you know. There, it's, it's, not a, it's not like a ladder. So there's going to be some give, there's going to be some take, and it's just going to have its own uh, energy to it. So a lot of guys tend to think, oh, well, I have to do this step by step by step by step. And when you do that, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot in the sense that you're not being present and aware of what's actually going on. Well, I think you know there's, there's a high value and a low value way to look at it. And at The Art of Charm, we always talk about being high value. And I think the high value way to look at dating is – can I find someone that fits into my lifestyle? Can I find someone that fits versus the low value, which is build something around the other person? We talk about this a lot. You know, women are only one component of your life. Are you happy with your work? Are you passionate? Do you have hobbies? Do you have other parts of your life? Is your life dynamic? Do you have the lifestyle that you want? What you don't want to do is find the girl that you think you want and then change everything else in your life to fit her and accommodate her. That's a losing strategy. It's a low-value strategy, and it's ultimately going to lead to heartache. Uh, the high-value way to look at things is while you're courting, invite her to participate in your life and see if she's a good fit. 
if you like rock shows and you love drinking at certain bars, then you probably want to find a girl that likes doing the same thing. You don't want to then switch to high-end clubs and bottles because that's the type of girl that you want. Uh, you know, if you're confident in your lifestyle and you're happy with your lifestyle, then you need to be using courting as funneling in the right people, filtering out the wrong people to your lifestyle. Well, who, and who also is going to be adding to your life rather than taking away from it, which is another big deal. Yeah, I know that in the past I've found myself in relationships that don't add to my life. And what do I mean by that? Uh, they require lots of maintenance and management. So that's taking away time from myself, whether that be FIFA, which I enjoy playing, or whether that be my job, which means I constantly have to check in with them, take myself out of what I'm passionate about, working with you guys, and see if everything's okay with her. You know, that's a situation that I don't want to be in in the future. And obviously, if we're talking about long-term relationships, you want it to be, as Justin said, a matching of energy, not this constant adjusting and tweaking and, and feeling as if you have to maintain something. It, it shouldn't have this feeling of maintenance. It should have this feeling more of, I can't wait where this is going to go next. So I wanted to start this off with a, a funny story that I had seen it pop up on my Facebook feed. It was... Uh, a friend of mine, and she was very interested and thrilled that she had gone. She had gotten asked out on a real date, and when I say real date, that means the dinner and the movie uh, date. And she mentions in the, in the previous email or uh, previous thread, she mentions that this is going to be a first for her. She's never really done the traditional route. She's always just kind of hung out with friends and hooked up and. And relationships had formed, and that's how things took off. So being asked on this traditional date was a really unique thing for her. Now, uh, she's mid to late 20s, so she's, she, you know, she's dated and hung out a lot. So for her to be asked, this was a special thing. So she was all excited about it. Now, here's the, I would like to read the thread that came after the first date. And it says, okay, so I'm home by... Home in bed by 1 a.m., the first date was sweet, genuine, uh, complimentary, and innocent. You get the idea. Now I've had Bubba Gumps, and I saw a good day to die. You know, it, it's made up entirely of big explosions and hot men shooting guns, fantastically awesome bad one-liners. I went to have an experience, I had a pleasant time, and I was deeply flattered the entire night. However, i got to be honest. I am now quite certain why I understand I've never taken the traditional route to dating. Boring, boring, boring. I've got way too much shit on my plate, and I'd rather have just cuddled in bed and watched a movie and made out. Yes, the date is just not for me. Now, that's how she felt about this, and we're going to talk about why. And now I'd like to read uh, the, the next thread of when he asked for the second date. And now she mentions, oh, no, it's time to break it to the first date guy that I'm not interested and have to give him the it's not you, it's me spill. And I'm sure that we've all heard that or at least given it uh, once or twice. And she's going on to mention only one date and he's already taken me, asking me to go to Disneyland, which is actually one of my all time favorite dream dates to be taken on, but it just wouldn't be fair seeing how I'm just not interested in the guy. Now, 
She goes on to mention, you know, maybe she could take the date and let him know afterwards, but that's just not going to be right. And she's trying to be a, a decent person about this. So she's going to let him know. Now, what's funny to me is that multiple girls on this thread then had mentioned, listen, do Disneyland, take the date, tell them afterwards, you'll have a blast. And I, and I, here it is when we're seeing just how that unfolds and how you can be taken on this ride if you continually just let things go this way where you're going to listen. And, well, we've talked about this in, in the, the, last, the previous episode, The Friend Zone. And I think the, the real key here is that it's hard for her to reject you. Okay. Right. I think that's what guys don't understand. You know, we're so afraid of rejection ourselves, but they're afraid of having to actually reject you because they don't know how you're going to react. They don't know if you're going to blow up and get physical, maybe violent or spread rumors. Yeah. Or try to hurt them in some way emotionally. So here she's trying to let him down easy. She doesn't know how to do it. And some of her friends are like, we'll do it after you've got the $75 ride at Disneyland. Now, where where do you see, Justin, that this guy went wrong? Well, he's basically giving her all the value up front in the relationship. And, and when they've only been out on one first date, he went out on a date, which, if you haven't noticed by now, a dinner movie is probably one of the least exciting dates you could do. And... It was just boring for her. I mean, she just said that. It was boring. Well, let's talk about why the dinner and date, traditional date, is such a bad idea. And At the start of the relationship. The I really I want to qualify that because I think that guys really then hold to these hard and fast rules. Never buy a girl a drink. Never take her to a dinner or a movie. There's a time and a place for it. Absolutely. But it's later on in courtship. It's when you've established a relationship and you actually are boyfriend and girlfriend. Now, at this stage of the interaction... He's trying to turn her into a girlfriend, so he thinks that if I treat her like a girlfriend, sure. then naturally she'll be my girlfriend. Now, again, she's not going to say no to a date like that. Very few women are going to turn down dinner in a movie, but as you can tell by her Facebook, she was dreading it. She wasn't looking forward to it, and she even said, this is why I avoid traditional dating in the first place. Well, let's talk about why that date goes wrong, and, and let's make sure that people are clear on that so they don't go down that road. And one is you're... Dinner in a movie is what? Going to be at least two and a half to four hours long. Right. right. So you're locking her in at for at least a large chunk of time before she's really gotten to know you. I mean, odds are you got her phone number. You had some fun chat. You piqued her interest. She said yes to the invite. But realistically, the first date is where you guys start feeling each other out further and seeing if there's chemistry here. Yeah. And oftentimes the date, when you frame it as a date, it puts a lot of unnecessary pressure on both of you guys. I mean, when you look at it, you're just going to go out and explore each other and try and get to know each other. There shouldn't be a whole lot of pressure there. It should be fun. To well, be and dinner. Oh, you all talk about body language. We have two people seated across from each other who don't really quite know each other. And now we have to create chemistry out of thin air. It's a very forced procedure, and it's awkward for you. And it's awkward for her. It so, often turns into an interview. Yeah, and we're we're in a situation where we're doing fully positive body language, which we've talked about in previous episodes. Body language where you're just dead on staring at each other. That's not comfortable. Over time, that builds up tension. Oh, it's brutal. Now you've inserted food into the equation, which is a whole other set of 
nervous energy, oh. right? Do you chew with your mouth open? How much do you eat? What do you order? Um, all of that stuff goes into play. Whereas, oh, and let, not to mention, we're building up our tab for the evening. Yeah. So we're investing monetarily. Right. And if you have multiple women in your life, you'll realize a dinner and a movie is not sustainable for three, four different girls to try to figure out if they're a good fit for your life. And I don't know about you. I'm, I'm not a movie critic. I don't go to see lots of movies. It's not a big part of my life. So right then and there, I'm making adjustments and changing my life in a low value way for her. Well, let's also think now that we've moved on from an awkward dinner that was just awkward on both sides all around. Now we're, we're full. Yeah, now we're full. Now we're at the movie, right? So could you imagine what's going on on the guy's side of, do I touch her? Do I lean next to her? Do uh, how much talk? Do I lift the armrest? Do, do I, I not lift the armrest? Slide the shoulder. All right, so that's going on. And if you don't think she can feel that, I got news for you. She can feel all that as well. And so, of course, she's uncomfortable now, and she's thinking the same thing. And why Why are we going on the date again? To see if she's a good fit. Uh, you can't really talk during a movie. Exactly. You're staring yeah. passively at entertainment, okay? You're not in the driver's seat. The director and the producer of the movie is now in the driver's seat. That's not a winning strategy. So, again, that's why we're so big on fun, adventurous, and cheap dates. Why? Because it creates an experience, likely something that she's never done with another guy. Uh, how many dinner movie dates do you think most women have been on in their lives? Quite a few. So everything we teach you here at The Art of Charm is to set yourself apart, right? To be that positive blip on her radar. If you do something fun, you're definitely going to be that positive blip. You're going to get a response. You're going to get the second date. She's probably going to end up chasing you because she doesn't get that opportunity. And if you make it adventurous and fun for yourself, you're at ease. There's less of that nervous energy that can creep out. It's an activity that you have to put focus on that's not eating and is not uh, passive or not talking. And third, it's reasonable. It's not breaking the bank so that you can have an active social life. You can still afford drinks with your mates on the weekend. You haven't blown $100 to start the week on a Tuesday night date. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, let's just give the guys a few suggestions. I mean, so we want to have dates that have 
a focus on them so that you guys can focus on the, the point of the date while the, now the chemistry will naturally be built together focusing on this, this primary thing. So whether it be a wine tasting or mini golf or uh, the guys have even mentioned a uh, fun one had been going to like a Chuck E. Cheese or Buster and Douglas where you're playing games. Arcade, something along those Finger lines. Finger painting, something where it creates a group activity where you're doing something together that you're both participating. It's, it sets the ease, it sets a fun tone, and it's a lot less pressure on both you guys uh, to go out there and have fun. Seeing a show together, uh, uh, improv shows are cheap. They're really fun. Uh, there's tons of local music and, and local plays and uh, art galleries and other and things in your town that you're able to go to. Check out meetup.com for fun events that you both can go to and enjoy together. So now that you're laughing and, and, and carrying on uh, on this other focus, you guys now are laughing together, having fun together, and guess what? That chemistry that you were so awkwardly trying to create out of thin air on this dinner date is now naturally happening. And guess what? In the dinner date, it feels forced. She can feel it. Here, now she's thinking, wow, we get along so well together. This is, this is easy. I like this. Right. We've had guys go on hikes. I have, we have another guy who's really outdoorsy, and, and he had one of the greatest date ideas I've ever heard of, and that's geocaching. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but basically – People hide little knickknacks all over the world and give GPS coordinates. And almost at this point, everyone has a smartphone with some sort of GPS, and yep. there's apps. And what you can do is you, it's an adventure, right? You're working with her. It's teamwork to find this little trinket, and maybe it's to sign your name on in an Altoid box, or maybe it's to touch a plastic figurine. But they're all over the globe. It's free. It's the cost of the app, which might be $2. And now, again, it's an activity that you're working together on. Well, it's, you know, the more silly, uh, the more cute, the more fun, uh, the easier it's going to be to allow that chemistry to naturally happen. And it's about creating moments. When she, after the date, looks back and she had a good, fun moment with you, she had a great time with you, you're going to stand out above the crowd versus all the other dinner dates that she's done that just was written off as boring. Right. I mean, picture her the next day eating with her friends or grabbing drinks with her friends, and her friends are like, oh, how was that date last night? Did she say, wow, it was amazing, the guy was really awesome, and we did the X, Y, and Z, or did she say, ah, oh, we watched a movie, and the movie had a lot of explosions, and now he's trying to drag me to Disneyland? Um, I'd like to move on here uh, to another myth about the date, uh, which is you need to make something happen, or you need to get her to like you on the date. And this is this really cracks me up because you have to realize, and I think a lot of guys miss this, if she's going on the date with you, she's already interested. Assume now, she's interested. Yeah. Now it's a, just a game of or can you guys connect? And what a lot of guys do is they'll spend that time trying to impress her or trying to convince her that he's he's the one. And when she's already thinking this this guy is really cool, that's why she's out with you in the first place. Even if it's online dating, she's already found something about you in your profile or in the way you corresponded with her that she digs that now she's, because trust me, she's hoping this works out well. She's not going into the date thinking, oh, I hope this guy sucks. That's, that, that <laughs> never happens. All right, she wouldn't yeah. spend the hour getting ready. She wouldn't actually block off her evening to hang out with you if that's what she was hoping. So, you know, it's be focusing on 
having fun. Focus on enjoying the moment. Uh, focus on finding out about e- about each other. But there's no need to wine and dine her to get her to like you. There's no need to talk about how rad you are the whole day to get her to like you. Uh, here at the Art of Charm, one of the things we do in the boot camp classes is there is a mock date. And what we see time and time again where a guy will spend that that mock date trying to convince her how cool he is. Right, so we have women that go out, yep. and it's usually coffee, frozen yogurt. It's something simple. Give you 45 minutes, and then they give you a report card back, and we're looking for certain aspects. And what are those aspects that they're being graded on, Johnny? Uh, it's going to be connection, how comfortable he seemed, how comfortable he allowed her to feel, um, how much sharing was involved, and uh, aside of other things like uh, eye contact and body language, there's also an aspect of did she have fun on the date? Uh, would this have been a good date if it was uh, the real thing? And, and if not, here's what was lacking on it. And that's one, that's one of those things that you just, you can't call up the girl you just met online and had the date and said, so I need you to list me what went well and what went, went bad well. for the next time. <laughs> if it went well, she'll answer. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. If it yeah. went poorly, she's not going to answer the call. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the other thing is like, where does he go after Disneyland? Does he have to fly her to Disney World? Like when you when you continue to build up these dates and up the ante every single time, are you going to travel to Paris for your next date? I think that was his trump card. I think that was this is going. This is the make or break. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. I'm, so he pictures Disneyland as a panty dropper. Yeah. So then now they're sleeping together. Now they don't have to do anything ever again. I think that was that was the, the move. That was yeah. That was his. That was his whole cards exposing <laughs> them. <laughs> and I I really like the idea of activity. Myself, I like to learn new things. I like to try new things. I consider myself somewhat adventurous. So, you know, one of the things that I do in terms of dates is go on Thrillist and find some new spots that are opening. You know, Thrillist might be U.S. based. It's in most major cities, but they're always posting new events, new bars, new restaurants. I try to stick to bars and then I try to try new cocktails or try something different. And now we're, again, creating that moment that Justin talked about, right? You're taking to a place she's never been before. Maybe you've never been, but you've wanted to go. It's a hell of a lot more fun than the same old, same old. And in my mind, if you are doing that activity like learning to cook, maybe learning, taking a cooking class to learn how to make a dish or a salsa lesson, you also have that built-in opportunity to touch, which is something that a lot of guys don't do on that first date, which is so important, Right. If you're not going to touch her, you're not going to lock in those key feelings that you've been building on the date, the date is pretty much pointless. You've put all your pressure towards the end of the date where it's like, do I go for the first kiss or not? How do I make that happen? Versus alleviating that pressure and actually solidifying the attraction by touching her throughout the evening. And even if you are stuck, and I've been in a situation where you went for drinks and you realize that, whoa, you didn't have enough to eat, and now she wants to get a little snack. She wants to get a bite to eat. So let's say you do end up as you venue change or bounce to the next place, you do end up at a place you have to eat. Sit next to her. Never sit across from her. There is no reason that she should be further than arm's length away from you the entire time you're on that date. Well, it makes it hard to touch, right? I mean, if she's clearly across the table, how are you going to show your interest non-verbally if you can't even reach her? Uh, and well, that was the same thing we talked about earlier. It's building up the, the tension and pressure on that date as well. 
So we talk about showing interest rather than being aloof. Can you guys elaborate on what, what aloof looks like, feels like, especially for, for guys who don't really know what we mean by showing interest? Well, so here, I mentioned earlier that if she's on the date, it's, it's pretty much assumed that she's already interested, and now we're just seeing if, if we're a good fit on, and if, to maintain, so to speak. And so sometimes guys will think of that as, okay, well, she's already digging me. Now I'm just going to lay back and play cool and let her do all the work. And this is, is now putting all that pressure that we had put on ourselves from the dinner movie date. And now we're throwing all the pressure onto her to make things happen. And this doesn't allow her to feel comfortable. It puts you in a position of seeming like an arrogant asshole. So we want to show that we're enjoying ourselves, that we're having fun and letting her know that we're having fun so she can relax. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people are like mirrors. If you're relaxed and having fun, they're going to feel like they can relax and have fun too. The opposite of that is you're really nervous. You're really building up a lot of tension in yourself. She's going to pick up on that and then she's going to internalize that and feel nervous. So, you know, show her that you're having fun so that she can allow herself to feel like she's having fun and enjoying herself too. And you don't want to leave her guessing. Yeah, absolutely. that's the worst. Okay, and I think a lot of guys screw this up because they try to play cool, they try to hold back, or maybe even show their poker face, and not really. They don't want to get too wrapped up in her. But you don't want her guessing at the end of the first date. You want her to know where she stands and where you stand, so that second date is an option. If she's guessing, she's probably going to go on the first date with someone else. Yeah. Well, again. Uh, if you're doing something fun, say mini golf or a salsa class, or you you can't be you can't lay back and play it cool because you have to participate. So this is another reason why we suggest these things. Now, if you have it together and you have some experience, sure, maybe just going to the bar and having some drinks can be done because you you will show the interest and in that you're enjoying yourself and you are out of out of your comfort zone when it comes to connecting. Uh, but if not, it's going to be hard for you to show that emotion uh, and without having anything to prompt you to do that. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. Now, one concept that we haven't really touched on, but I think an another concept that guys really screw up is, do you pay for the date? Do you go Dutch? How do you do it? If you're asking her out, you need to be able to pay for it. Absolutely. You're taking her time. You're asking her out. As a man, you need to be able to pay for it. So obviously, if you're not making much money, Disneyland doesn't sound like a very good option. So that's why all of our date suggestions are cheap slash free. Because the point is we want to be able to show her at the end that we are going to take care of her. We are a man. We have our stuff in order. There's no stronger of a mixed message than at the end of the date being like, can we split the tab? I, I can't even see doing that and i can from all the girls that i am friends with uh, i've talked with this stuff about that we had that we work with they would be aghast oh yeah i mean they <laughs> they would be insulted and, and you would definitely be topic of brunch the next day with their friends uh -huh. but not in a positive light so that is another key way to show intent, right? You're picking up the bill. You're Absolutely. saying that I enjoyed myself. I'm interested in you. That is something that I, it's a hard and fast rule that I actually follow. One of the few in dating that I, I stick to. 
And I know a lot of guys have different theories on this, just like buying the first drink. But we're asking her to get dialed up. We're asking her to come out with us. We're going to show her an experience and a fun time. It's your job to handle it. Yeah, and listen, I mean, if you're picking, let's just say you are out having some drinks, you pick up the first round. Um, most women that I've been out with have said, I, you got the first one, let me grab the second one. And if so, well, there you go. Now you're seeing what kind of woman it is. And if that's nothing that you really care about, then you won't care about picking up a few other ones. Personally, when I ask girls out, I expect to pay for everything. And when she does go out of her way to suggest that, you know, I might say, no, no, I, I asked you out. I and girls can be tricksters on this oh, one, guys. Yeah. So have backups and contingencies. I can't stress this enough. There are, especially in L.A., the bars that I like sometimes get closed for special events. Someone books it out for a party, and if it was a spot that you're planning on going on the date and you don't have a plan B, she might talk you into that expensive restaurant. She might talk you into something that you can't afford. It's your job to have a plan. As men, we need to have a plan, and we need to be the guiding force. So I always have a plan B in mind. If the first bar wasn't really her scene, then I'll, I'll have something else in mind to take her to that she can enjoy. The only time that I recommend that you're asking her uh, what's going on or what are we doing is if you're visiting her in her neighborhood where you haven't been or where you don't know the places. And I'll set it up. Uh, I still have suggestions. Well, about I, you may do the research. I'll even set it up before where it's, listen, so I'm coming out there tonight. Uh, think of a, cool, a few cool spots that you dig. I'll do some research as well. And then uh, that way she's prepared for it. Like, I haven't been to that area, so this is this is on you. Yeah, I mean, girls don't want to feel like they're making the plans. So no. don't put that pressure on them. You know, it's your job as a man to come up with a game plan and to execute it. So keys are picking dates you can afford, having a plan and a backup because things do go awry. It happens. And you want to be seen as that guy who's under control. Uh, there's nothing worse than being the wishy-washy guy who's willing to bend to her every whim and, hey, what do you want to do? Where are we going? What are you interested in? You know, those are questions that are turnoffs, especially on a first date. So we said you don't have to go Disneyland. You don't have to wine and diner, but at least have an action plan. And I know we'll link up. Uh, we have a list of first dates that we enjoy. Sure. It's rather lengthy. And it's stuff that can be found in every town, you know, and that's what I think is really key. Um I really like doing playful activity dates. We highly suggest it. It gets you out of the stress and nervousness of, hey, I'm just finally hanging out with this person alone. Because odds are, if you're following the toolbox you're going out, you're probably meeting her with her friends. You're having a little bit of banter and some fun conversation. You're getting the number. You're making solid plans for the date. And then you're seeing her again. And that lull in between when you get the number and set the date and then actually see her, uh, can cause her some nervous energy as well, can build up some tension. So we want to alleviate that as much as we can. Speaking of action plan, um, we get this question a lot, and, and I think we should uh, dive into this a bit. A lot of guys will ask, do they make a move on that first date? Do they go for the kiss on that first date? Or do they leave that first date open? Or, and then again, how to reengage for another one. So I wanted to uh, get into that. For me personally, I will try my best to engage on the first date. Absolutely. I And as I said before, I don't want to leave her guessing at the end of the first date. Absolutely. And that's what not making a move does. Did, was he not interested in me? Did I, did I do something wrong is what she's going to be thinking. The other key for me is I don't wait till the end of the date. 
No. I'm touching, I'm escalating, and she's touching me back, and, and we're feeling it. I'm going to try to create that moment to sneak a kiss before we even bounce to the second place or before we're too deep into the date. I think the longer the date goes and the more you guys are both thinking about it, the harder it's going to be to actually pull it off. It closes off that window. You know, we talk about the window of attraction. That gets smaller and smaller the more you wait. You know what I mean? Like it just gets, sure. it gets, and by the end of the day, it gets tiny. And so when you go for that kiss, that's why it becomes, that's why last date, that's why at the end of the date and you're trying to kiss her and it becomes awkward, it's because that window was so big earlier on that now it's just really tiny and the, the time is just already gone. Now, it's not to say I've been on dates where I haven't done that, but usually it's because I'm, I've lost interest in someone. Well, or it's just not working out the way. We wanted to. And let's perhaps. talk about that because yeah. I think a lot of guys get caught up in the idea of, you know, the first date is about showing myself off, making sure she's interested in me. You also need to be screening her and looking for red flags. So what I look for is how does she treat the waiter or waitress? How does she treat the support staff? Does she seem friendly and warm? Is family a topic of discussion? My family is really important to me. So that's something that I'm looking for in, in a mate. If she's not exhibiting things that are actually attractive to you, then I'm not going to waste my time going on a second date. I'm not going to waste my time hitting the gas and escalating. So I'm also screening on the date. Sure, I'm showing my positive qualities. I'm sharing and emoting with her. But I'm also looking for her positive qualities and things that I see that will fit well in my life. If you're not doing that on the first date, you're doing it wrong. You're wasting time. And as we said in other episodes, time is of the essence. So that's something that I think a lot of guys don't even really think about, you know, they probably see the red flags third, fourth date when she's already got her hand in his per in his uh, wallet and he's basically broke. And now he's being towed around town on her every whim. This is an, it's an equal opportunity. She's screening you. So you need to be screening her at, to filter, to make sure that you're bringing in people that aren't congruent with your lifestyle so that you're not bending over backwards to try and make something happen. And Justin and I have this this joke about how we live our lives, but I really do live my life with the theory of yes and. I don't try to say no to lots of opportunities. I want to experience things. I consider myself adventurous. And if she's not interested in stuff that I'm throwing out there, if, if she's showing disinterest in certain things, then I'm not going to try to set up the second date, which is leading nicely into the last point I wanted to make about the first date. I start discussing the second date during the first date oh, sure. if Absolutely. things are going well. Absolutely. I don't wait until we do the check-in a few days later and try to set something up. If things are going well and she's a good fit, I'm already planting that seed of this is what we're going to do the next time we go out. we got to check out this spot if you like this. If you like this food, we got to do this. That's what I'm trying to do to make sure that, again, the time you spend apart – she doesn't have any miscommunication or she's unclear on where you stand. I clarify everything during the date so she knows where it's going to go. That also means on the first date, if I'm not really looking for a girlfriend and I'm not really looking that to take to things further, I'm going to open up about that and say I am seeing lots of people. I encourage you to do the same because you don't want to be in a situation where you've gone on three, four, five dates. She thinks she's exclusive. But you're also going on first dates with three, four other girls at the same time. Now you're talking about heartbreak, resentment, anger, a whole lot of emotions that you don't want to deal with where a simple conversation on a good first date that's going well, hey, I dig you, you know, I am seeing other people, 
uh, that can open up more doors for you. And I've had girls say, I'm seeing other dudes and I'm, you have one, you have to be okay with that if you're willing to see other women. And two, I'm interested in seeing women with you. So, whoa, that escalated quickly. You know, that's the type of stuff that I like to think of as advanced, where when you're not caught up on how am I doing on the first date, when you're confident and you've assumed she's interested and attracted, you have a lot more room to maneuver and guide things in the direction that you want in, out of your life. It all comes down to feeling good about who you are and, and being able to communicate that. Because, listen, if that's what you want and she's not into it, there's no reason you should be chasing her. Right, and if she is, then there's no reason to go for the second drink when you can go home <laughs> with her. It's all about time management. <laughs> that is the key here at the Art of Charm. We try to manage our time wisely. As much well, as we can. you know, high value guys have high value things going on, and and, like, and as you said at the beginning of this, you know, we have careers, uh, we have passions and hobbies, and and it's it's we want to make sure that everything in our lives are getting the proper attention that they need. And we don't want to be changing and leaving and forgetting who we are to chase this one person. Yeah, because they're probably not the right fit, ultimately. And it's going to lead to heartbreak further down the road. So with that, how do you guys end your dates? How do you like to well, I mean, wrap I, things up, so to speak? Well, it's if, as, I, uh, as you mentioned earlier, if things are going well, she's... We're having lots of fun. We're laughing. I'm going for it. That's the way. I, that's the reason why I'm out with this person in the first place. Uh, there will be mention of other dates. There will be of mention of um, what I'm looking for, and all these things are going to allow her to put in a place to, to make a decision whether she's interested or not. And if everything is going to plan, then I'm I'm going for what i want my desire i mean I'm, yeah i mean my reason my pre-first date routine outside of getting myself ready is getting my apartment ready which means i have a bottle of wine ready to go i have a movie or something that i can throw on at a moment's notice my sheets are clean my bathroom's clean because if things go well i would like to be able to escalate things further and i don't want to be freaking out that oh shit i forgot to take the dog out or i forgot to unload the uh, sink into the dishwasher. You know, those are things that you don't really want to be dealing with when you're trying to bring her back to your place. So it, you always want to think one step ahead. And that's when, when planning the date, if something falls apart, the venue's booked, what's the second venue? If things go well, well, what happens next? Where do I go next? You don't want to be in a situation where you're driving her home and you, you didn't, there was that window. You didn't really, uh, Take that opportunity, and now she's like, "Okay, I'm good. I'll I'll see you next." Time. Well, how, listen, it's Thursday night, and how about if things don't go well? You also want to plan off what, what else am I going to do once I ditch her because it just things just didn't work out. I want to meet up with my boys and have some drinks, or do I want to hit the club and look to see who has my other options? Yeah, I like to think about it this way. <laughs> I mean, set yourself up for success, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. just prepare ahead of time. Set yourself up. You know, with some contingency plans, because not everything goes to plan. So allow yourself to be successful. Yeah, I think that's a big one. I really like that idea. All right, guys. It was another good episode, fun topic. Uh, if you guys have any questions, feel free to email us. Uh, AJ at The Art of Charm, Justin at The Art of Charm, Johnny at The Art of Charm. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, hopefully this helped clear up a lot of that first date misinformation that's been floating around. 
All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash theartofcharm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week. Go out there and get social and leave everything better than you found it.